This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. Here, Reggie says that when we practice with the elements, we discover that their basic nature is space. For instance, by allowing our awareness to completely enter into the life of the fire, we touch the emptiness, openness, and warmth of being. This talk was given at the April 2009 Meditating with the Body Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming Meditating with the Body Retreat, please visit dharmaocean.org. Whenever we work with the elements, whether it's earth, water, fire, or air, you know, the four conditioned elements, We journey through them into space. In that way, the elements become a pathway into our basic nature, our fundamental nature. In the Tibetan traditions, we talk a lot about the basic nature, the essential awareness the natural state. And in the body work, you know, we are working actually with all the elements in the sense that earth is the most explicit element that we work with. We go down into the earth and if we go far enough down, we run into space. As I was saying to somebody, if we go far enough down in the earth, we run into the sky. All of the elements contain their fundamental nature is space. For example, we go down into the earth and there are certain qualities of the earth, you know, that we've talked about. We experience the supporting nature of the earth, we experience the sense of being held, often a sense of coming home, a sense of safety, warmth, and we go down, 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 and we touch the sort of basic fire, which is the boundary between the dharmakaya, or utter emptiness, and manifestation. You know, that fire, that fire is where everything comes from. It, it's what births out of the empty space is fire, the fire of being. And we work a lot with that fire, you know, when we're concerned with our uh, way of being in the world. In some sense, the fire contains everything. And the way I say it is, it's the life force itself. It's the energy of being itself. That's no different from love. All of the things, everything that we see in this world, everything, both 
material, which is the world that we can see and hear and taste and smell and touch, and then the immaterial world, which is the world of energy, the subtle body, the spirits that roam this land, the inner being of the elements themselves, the mountains and the sky and the valleys. Everything that is, is an expression of love. And there is no evil anywhere in the universe. In fact, there's nothing but love everywhere. And, you know, Christian tradition has tapped into this very well. But it's also in Vajrayana Buddhism very much. And the purpose of working with the fire is that it, it unlocks that for us. And when we work with this sort of basic fire of being, and we touch it, and we allow it to permeate our being, then we connect with that level of primordiality in ourselves, and we feel our body as an expression of that very same life force, you know, life without any sort of covering over it, and at the same time as an expression of love. And then, of course, we become vehicles for that in the world. So that's working with this side of the fire, with the fire that comes up. But you can also go through the fire into the basic nature. And we haven't really done that here, but when I ask you to go down and touch infinity, you know, we're, that's what we're doing. We're touching the fact that behind all of the energy and manifestation of the earth, underneath it, we touch what that comes out of, which is this basic space. You know, we can find it in our body, we find it at the back of the palate, and many other gates in the body open us to our fundamental nature. And, you know, you could say, well, what does it mean to, say, our fundamental nature or the natural state? It's the dimension of our own being which transcends space and time, as we've talked about. And it's really who we are. It's the part of ourselves that never changes and that goes on and on. It's not just space and emptiness, but it's space and emptiness alive. It's living space. It's living emptiness. It's self-aware. There's a cognizing quality. Even though we touch the emptiness at the back of the palate, or the emptiness in, in the earth, or the emptiness through our body anywhere else, that emptiness is a knowing emptiness, and it's an experiential emptiness. We can experience it. When we touch that emptiness, there is initially an experience of freedom. All of these things are experiential. You know, we're not talking about theory here at all. We're talking about direct, literal human experience. Moreover, these experiences are much more real than the normal ones we have in our life. And when we experience that freedom, there is a fundamental relaxation in our state of being that occurs. The process of meditation at that point becomes journeying to that openness which is unbounded, it goes on forever. There's room not only for everything that we are and everything we've ever been, room means that everything is revealed in its own, from its own side in its own perfection. You know, all of the things about ourselves that we might not like or that we judge harshly or that we've learned to hate even. When we touch that freedom, then all of it is displayed in its own fullness and the thought of a judgment doesn't even come up. 
But it's not only anything that we've ever been, it's also anything that we ever could be. So there's a, a basic unlocking of our existence and a sense of appreciating it and a sense of ease and a sense of joy in what it means to be alive, you know, what our particular human birth is. There's a very great joy and, and deep, you know, acceptance and affirmation of all of it. In some sense, that is the fire. First we touch the utter openness of our basic being, and then out of that arises all of this warmth toward ourselves, and that is the fire. That's what the fire is, it's the life force. When we see life, and we see it without judgment, we see it as utterly sacred, completely beyond question, and as something to rejoice in. And we're talking about our life, and we're talking about everything that happens in us. This is not abstract, it's about my personal life, and what my life has been, and what my life is wanting to be. At different times, we're called to journey through different elements. You know, depending on, you know, nobody knows what our karma, what the world is. We work a lot with the earth in, in this tradition. You know, I was telling somebody that each of the elements has all five in them. So when we work with earth, we work with obviously space of the natural state. We work with the dissolving thing, which is, you know, melting the body, which is water. We work with the fiery aspect, obviously, of earth, and then we work with the sense of movement, of falling through space, and things opening and accelerating, which is the wind. But any of the elements, you can work with in the same way. You can work with water that way. We did a little bit today. There's a lot there. Fire is very, very um, powerful element to work with, and we work with fire quite a bit, and we work a lot with space, and you can work with wind as well. So it's almost like when we meet somebody that we're attracted to, whether a friend, a teacher, a lover, whatever it may be, we, in that person, we see our gate. And it's through relating with that person that we find the way. And in the same way with the elements, the, the different ones of us are attracted to different elements at different times. And it's also a matter of relationship. You know, the elements, you might think they're people. I kind of get that. But what about the elements? I mean, that's a really different, and it isn't different. The thing is, we have to start realizing that the elements are people. They're, they're not people like us. They're a different kind of people. But the elements are completely living. We have our fire pit out here up by our earth shrine. We couldn't do it this time just because of the shortness of the program and so on. But often with programs, we'll build a fire and let it burn down into the coals and we go up and we sit with the fire and meditate on it, really treating the fire as a living reality because the fire is a living reality. It's sort of like not imagination. It's, a, it's an actual fact. And this, this fire back here, which is, you know, it's, it's the basic fire, it's living, communicates a very great deal. And I was kind of a little bit facetiously sort of commenting on what's going on back there, but the fire is comments constantly when I'm giving talks or we're doing practices. And I was told by somebody who's very, very deeply engaged in working with the elements that if you treat the elements as living, intelligent, communicative beings, if you are willing to enter into the same kind of 
relationship of openness and nakedness and intimacy with the fire, for example, then first of all you're healed, and second of all the fire is healed. Because the elements need us as much as we need them. It's strange to say. A lot of the distortion in the world today and the sickness of the earth and poisonous sort of things in the sky and fire, the rampaging sort of nature of fire, everything being out of control. I mean, I know it sounds strange, but we have been called to a relationship of sacredness with the elements and we don't do it. It's like in an intimate relationship where you say, I'm committed to you, I'm committed to your journey, I'm here, and I will always say yes to you, and I will be open to you and what you have to say. I will make myself naked with you, and then you don't do it. In fact, you go in a different direction, and you start trying to use the relationship just to feed yourself. It's the same exact thing. I mean, what happens to that kind of relationship? It, it becomes death for both people. And it's the very same thing with the elements and the very same thing with the world. You might say, well, everything is alive. I mean, it's claustrophobic. You're never off the hook. You can't go out and empty the garbage, you know, just on your own. There's the earth under you and there's the sky and there's the wind and whatever. And that's true. To be in samsara is to think that there are dead things that don't matter. And of course it extends all the way up to people. We don't even see people as people, let alone the rest of the manifest universe. To be an awake person, to be a person who is abiding in themselves truly, is to realize that every moment of our life we're meeting a sacred other, and a sacred other with whom we are in relationship, to whom we are called into intimacy. And if your mind is empty and open and free, and if your body is available, then it's a situation of incredible nourishment. It's not claustrophobic at all. It's a situation of love with one's world. So we do work, of course, very much within the body, which is the Tibetan yoga tradition, and that's, that's our first and our primary ground. And then we work with the world. From that we go out and, you know, we relate in a lot of different ways. There are a lot of beings in this world we need to meet. There are a lot of people we need to meet. There are a lot of people we need to learn from. And in the same way, in this beautiful world, there are a lot of things that we need to find out while we're alive. In the Vajrayana in particular, yoga is the ground and transforms us so that we can begin to hear and see our world. We, we go outdoors and work a lot with the elements, which is why Crestone is such a fitting place for us, because we're called out. I mean, you know, we're called out now, but um, when the weather is beautiful and the mountains are up there, and we can hear the rivers flowing down, uh, we're definitely called out to the work. So the work is not introverted at all. It's about everything that we experience in life. You know, when we look at each other, as far as the elements go, each of us carries some basic energy. You look at somebody and you see the ocean, and it is the ocean. And it's still, it's what we're doing today, it's still, it goes on forever. You look at somebody else and they're the earth. 
and somehow there's a sense of incredible fertility and giving birth all the time in their life. It's who they are, it's their basic energy. You can look at somebody and they're the heaven, the sky, with all the eventfulness of, you know, thunderstorms and lightning and the sun and the moon and all this glaring light and darkness and all the stuff that goes on. We ourselves are the elements fundamentally, we're expressions of the elements in human form. When we see people that way, it's very, a very deep and profound experience. You know, you're sitting there, they're talking, you're talking, but that's not where you're at. You're with the ocean and admiring its, uh, its beauty and its peace. Or you're with the earth, overwhelmed by its fertility and how it gives birth. It's giving birth all the time. I'm glad that we started talking about the elements a little bit. It just gives you a window. You know, when we do the body work, there's the body of myself and then there's the body of the world. And the body work ultimately leads from the personal body to the, as you know if you've read my book, the interpersonal body, our connectedness, and then to the body of the world, the body of the cosmos. So, you know, we have a long way to go in the work. On the other hand, so many people tell me when they come here, I, I already knew that, but I needed to find somebody who was saying it and a community who was, that was practicing it. I hear that all the time. I mean, isn't it true? It's like, what I'm talking about, everybody kind of knows already, but we need to do something about it. And that's so, that's what, you know, we're doing something about it. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.